Welcome to Encounter. We want nothing more than to help you find and follow Jesus. If you're a college student in Central Illinois, head to isuencounter.org or download our student app to learn about all that's happening here. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Hey. Um, I just want to say thank you. This has been uh, just a delight, a joy. It's been in a, just a, such an encouragement to see this age group loving the Lord, pursuing Him together. Um, Paul uses the illustration of people having different roles. And so just the thought of like being someone that gets to water just a tiny bit and then know that God is going to take you guys just throughout the world and grow his fruit and just to be able to be a, a small part of the, that work is, is a joy. If you're really tired and you are like worn out and just like not really ready to like think deeply and like that kind of stuff, it's actually a good thing for this. I'm not kidding. Like for this, for talking about the good soil, is I like that we are talking about it when we're worn out and we're tired and we don't maybe feel like, like the energy's maybe not there. That's good because a lot of what we're talking about is just everyday stuff when you don't necessarily feel like it. Just the kind of the boring stuff of life. And so that's okay. If you feel that, if you're worn out and tired, um, God is ready to work in our hearts. Um, we've we've uh, we've talked about some some hard passages, uh, considering if we have hard hearts like the path, um, if we have held to bitterness instead of trusting God's goodness and difficulty, um, if we have let the things of this world um, suck the offer us a false life instead of getting, giving, getting our life from Jesus. Um, but I want to kind of start with the end, which is this is a fruit that is a promise that God will produce. And that just like Ben said at the end last night, it's because he wants you to have joy. So the first passage I want to read before we read, get back into the main passages from John 15, verses 9 through 11. Jesus says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Now let's go to our passage Luke 8 4 through 15 and when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him he said in a parable a sower went out to sow his seed and as he sowed some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air devoured it and some fell on the rock and as it grew up it withered away because it had no moisture and some fell among thorns and the thorns grew up with it and choked it and some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when the disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, 
To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for others they are in parables so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but these have no root. They believe for a while and in time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you glorify yourself in us and that you promise that when we receive your word with joy, you will do the work. You will bear the fruit. Um, So would you help us to find joy in that? In Christ's name we pray. Amen. We're going to get to in a little bit. We, we have responsibility in the sense that the Christian life is not, you know, lay on the couch and just God will do everything, you know. But don't come to this passage as, okay, this is a, a command that I must do. I must grow the fruit. I want you to think of it as a, as a promise. He is going to do it. If there is good soil and you put a seed in that soil, the seed is going to grow and the seed is going to produce the fruit. And the soil is just the place that, for our hearts, that's the place that God has chosen to do this, is in individual people's lives who are willing to receive His Word and let it change them. And so if if you are wanting this, God's going to do it. And so I want there to be a, I want you to see it not as, okay, another thing to like, you know, I got to follow this and this and this, and I got, I got to produce this fruit. It's trusting that God is going to produce that fruit in you. I want to read the, the Matthew version of this. Uh, it says, still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. But the one who received the seed that fell on the good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. And then I have the Luke one up there. It's very similar. Um, Jesus uses the word good. It's kind of a boring word. Like, hey, how was that pizza? It was good. Hey, I heard you like Tears of the Kingdom. What do you think? It's good. You know, how was that date last night? It was good. This good is not man's good. This is the greatest good. When I think of this good, this is, this is like Jesus saying, well done, good and faithful servant. This is the best good that there is. And so though we get through this and we have like three like bad soils, right? And we get to this one and, so like, and Jesus calls it, this is the good soil. What a wonderful thing to, to shoot for, a goal to have is, I'm going to be the good soil. And though it's a boring word, it's a wonderful description. And we have been talking about this soil all week. 
We've been talking about what it's like. We looked at James, right? And, and in, we looked at the hard path, but we were also looking at what the good soil was. The good soil is a person who looks into the mirror, they, they hear the word, they receive it, and they humbly accept it so that it changes them. That's a good soil. The, when we talked about the rocky soil, we also talked about the good soil. The good soil is the person that trusts God's goodness and love and does not allow those rocks and those stones to stay there. When we talked about the weeds, we talked about the good soil of the, of the heart that says, I'm not going to let that weed be where I find life. And so we just need to let the seed grow and be the plant that it is intended to be. But it's not just, if you look in the passage, the Matthew and Luke passage, it's someone who understands it, but then they persevere and the crop is produced. And so it's like we saw before, it's not just head knowledge, it's a changed life. And so you... Again, it can be dangerous if you know a lot of the Bible to focus on that. You have to ask yourself, is it actually changing my life? Is there fruit that is coming out of me in the regular things? Not simply do I know what it says. Is it actually bearing fruit in my life? Okay, so if you, if you plant a tomato seed, the goal is to get tomato fruit. You don't want the seed to just sit there and be a tomato seed. The goal is that it actually produces something. And when a heart has that mindset that I want God's word to produce a God's word life, that's what it's going to do. It's not going to produce something else. Now let's look at, we're going to look at Ephesians 2. We talk about Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 a lot, and they're incredibly important verses. But verse 10 is also important because the fruit, like if you plant a tomato seed, you want a tomato fruit. When God's, God plants his truth in your life, this is the goal. This is, that's why it's there, is a Christ-like life. So let's look at Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So pause there for a second. Your salvation is nothing that you did. It is not your works. But, verse 10, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, I don't want you to look at this as like, okay, then it's completely up to me. Now I have to do that. No, it's this is why Jesus saved you. So if he saved you and he did that work, he is putting that in there to accomplish this in your life. And he will do it. He will do it if your heart wants to receive it. And 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17, same idea. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that, here's the fruit, the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God's Word is there in your heart to change you and to reveal Him to the world 
around you. It's a promise. It's what he saved you for. So if it's what, he, if it's what God saved you for, he's not going to stop. If your word receives it with joy and then will continue to receive it with joy, he will do this. I want to look again at Luke 8.15. And there's two things from this verse I want to focus on. The retaining of it and then the persevering. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. We need to be careful here that we are not saying, oh, well, I, because we completely missed the point. If we come to this and we're like, oh, well, I receive God's word with joy. Therefore, I got a pretty good heart. And we've missed the point, okay? But if we are receiving it, it's about retaining it and holding to it and then persevering. And in the persevering, the crop is produced. Just like a seed doesn't get planted, and then the next day, it's, you know, there's apples hanging from the tree. It doesn't work like that. It's persevering, but in that, God will produce fruit. And so I don't want you to worry. And I've struggled with this a lot of my life, and maybe I always struggle with it, I don't know, of that aspect of how much how much is um, me, as we're going to see in a little bit, working out my salvation, which is straight out of the Bible, and then how much of it is God, God's work? And again, we can't just sit on the couch and say, well, God, if you want to do it, you're going to have to just have to do it, okay? But at the same time, we shouldn't be taking the responsibility for the fruit ourselves. We have really good soil in Illinois, If I go out and I plant a seed in good soil, it's going to produce that seed of crops. And the focus is on the seed and on the fruit and not on the soil. But it's also a long process. You guys are relatively young. My students think I'm ancient. I feel like I'm relatively young, but they remind me very often that I'm not. Anyway, um, he's using the picture of a relatively short period of time, right? We, we see this in Illinois. Springtime, you go out, plant the seed. A few months later, there's a crop. That relatively short period of time is picturing an entire lifetime. Be, be patient. God is being patient with you. It is a day-by-day process. So don't... Can there be times where you receive the word with joy and the next day... There's fruit and you are rejoicing in it? Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, this image of, of planting and farming is throughout the Bible. Of It's a long process. Be patient and know that God is being patient with you and it's a daily thing. I want to talk very briefly about what the fruit is because that you might be thinking like, okay, I, I, want, I want this. I want... God to be glorified and, and him to bear fruit in my life. So what does that fruit look like? And this might sound really weird, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I, I don't want you to worry about the result. God will take care of that. 
Not that it's not important, but don't try to force it. We come to God's Word. We have a soil that will receive it with joy. And we're like the mirror and we say, okay, if Jesus wants me to forgive because He's forgiven me and that's where I'm going to find joy, then I'm going to trust that. If God has allowed this suffering in my life, but He tells me He's good and He loves me, I'm going to trust that. And when we do that, He will produce the fruit. And, and sometimes you'll see it, sometimes you might not. But I know in my own life, I try to force the fruit. And then it becomes, you know, it's like taking a piece of fruit and taping it to the tree. and It's not real. We do have a responsibility. So I want to read Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 13. Um, and, and you're going to have to wrestle with this, probably for most of your life. Okay, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know where the balance is. I, I don't know. But I do know it's both trusting that this is a work that God is doing, and at the same time, well, let's just read what Philippians 2, 12 and 13 say. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. That is really weird. Notice it doesn't say, excuse me, it doesn't say work for your salvation. It says work out your salvation. He's given it to, to you. Use it. Put it to work. At the same time, he promises it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. I can't, I can't explain that. I just know that they're, they're both for your own good. And they're both true. And you have to walk in that of, you've, you have planted this soil in my heart, and I want to, to use it. I want to live it out. At the same time, I know that when that fruit happens, that it's you who did it. And those, the, both of those things have to be the attitude of your heart. So I want to give you a couple things to keep in mind. If this is you, or um, maybe you might say, and it's okay, you might say, you know what, this, if I'm honest with myself, and uh, that this is the status of my heart. I want God's Word to bear fruit in my life. How do we continue in that? Or maybe you're here and you say, you know, that hasn't been the state of my heart, but I, I want that. It's the little things. So if you think about a plant, if you, if you leave a plant for a long time and there's no, you know, there's weeds and all that stuff and then you come along and you just dump a ton of water on it and ton of fertilizer and then you leave it. That's not how plants grow. It's daily weeding, daily watering. And then you look and there's, you don't even see the growth. I mean, in most plants, you don't even see it day to day, but you come back a week later, month later, and then you see it. It, it is the little daily areas of allowing God's word to take hold. Will there be big times in your life where like, there's a huge aspect and it's kind of a life-changing thing yes but for the most part that growth that god has for you in a long time is happening right now and and i'm sure ben would agree with this that it's not really about the the retreat times 
tomorrow morning is, is, in light of this, tomorrow morning is probably more important in a sense. This coming week. Um, it's really easy to take this stuff, you kind of be like the soils where you take it for a little bit and then when real life hits or you get out of here and it's like, uh, I kind of forget about that. Um, you have to be ready Monday morning when you have class or you got that roommate again or you know just those daily things. Those, not that in, this isn't really important, this time is, but it's about what's Tuesday going to look like? What's next weekend going to look like? Are you going to continue in those little things to be ready to receive the word and then grow by it? This fall, you're going to continue the Turning Point series. You have to ask yourself every time, and every time you hear the word from here on out, am I ready to hear it and receive it with joy and allow God to change me? I want to encourage you about, about something, though. We won't turn and read the, the parable. It's relatively long, and probably most of you are familiar with it, but there's a phrase in the parable that applies to this, and it, it has to do with the phrase in our parable where he says, some bear... 30, 60, and 100 fold. Okay? So keep that in mind. So there's a parable of, of the talents where this master leaves and he leaves his servants with different amounts of money. Okay? He leaves different amounts of money. He takes off. He comes back. Two of them have been faithful with the amount that they were given, and one was not. And he says at the beginning, When the master gives out the money, he says, he gave them each the money according to his ability. Don't compare yourself to other people. And don't worry about what your, oh well, am I a, am I a one, am I, and the talents are are amounts of money, right? But am am I a one talent or a two or a five? Don't worry about it. Don't compare yourself to the fruit that you see in other people. Okay? You might have somebody that you know, and you're like, man, that's a, that's a hundredfold fruit person right there. And I feel like I'm at a, whatever, you know, 15. You might be right. You might be right. But guess what? That's not your concern. Don't worry about it. If you, he, God will produce the fruit in you. And it's not going to look the same like everybody else. And don't judge it by the external things either. Don't worry about the amount Don't focus on that. Let the word dwell in you and have an impact and that God will produce the fruit. And just rest in that. And that's hard when you're around a lot of other Christians to not compare yourselves. I get that. But don't worry about the amount. Just be faithful with what you have and who God has made you to be. And be faithful in that and He will produce the fruit. Remember that you aren't the seed. You are not God. Don't put that responsibility on you. I have one practical suggestion. Keep it simple. This kind of goes back to the it's a daily things. Sometimes in life, Christian life, you're like, I don't, you know, I have all these decisions I got to make. I get this, this weird relationship here, and then just all these different things. I don't know what to do. Greatest commandment. 
the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes life gets weird, and you have to, and I've, I do this, to be like, what's the greatest commandment? What's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Focus on the simple things, and God's going to do the work. There's never going to be a day that you don't need to look in the mirror or check the soil of your heart. But I promise you that if you do that, He will work, He will do the work, and He will produce in you and through you a fruit that brings Him glory and gives you joy. Let's pray. Father, help us to rest in this promise. Give us wisdom as we seek to both work out our salvation with fear and trembling and at the same time praise you for the work that you are doing in us. We thank you for this time. We thank you for tomorrow when you will continue that work that you're doing even if we're tired or we're not ready for it. We thank you that you are going to keep your promise. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. listening. Find out more about Encounter and ways to get involved at isuencounter.org.